Well, hello everyone. I'm coming in. This is Barbara Littles and I'm coming in today from Mississippi. And we are going to hear from this wonderful branding expert, Alexis Campbell. And let me give you the tea on Alexis, okay? She got me all the way together a few years ago as I was doing my business and heard about branding, but really didn't have a clue as to what it was. So I want to introduce her to you today. She's going to come in and she's going to tell us all about branding, why it's important in your business, and the difference that it will make in your business. So all of you out there that have been asking me about my website, who branded it, who branded me, well, I brought her to you today. So get your coffee, your tea, and your latte, sit back as we have a conversation with Alexis Campbell from Lex Studios. She leads, she's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out. And she's a high capacity woman. Welcome to the High Capacity Woman Show with your host, Barbara M. Littles. Hi, Alexis. Hi, Barbara. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Well, thank you for being here with us today because so many people, Alexis, they <laughs> knew after you did my website and my branding, I had people calling me and saying, who did your website? Who did your branding? <laughs> and so I said, you know, I have to get Alexis on here, you know, as we start this podcast so she can get the business owner straight. <laughs> and she got me straight. And so I want to introduce you. I am so delighted that you are here Aww. and you can talk to us. What about your entrepreneurial journey? Okay. And then we're going to get into talking about what is branding and why it's important. So tell us about you and your entrepreneurial journey. Well, you know what? First of all, I'm just so happy to be here. I'm so glad to reconnect with you, Barbara. When we first met, I was like, this is going to be fun, but I didn't know how fun it was going to be. So I'm honored that you have me on your podcast, and this is just so exciting. I'm so, so, so excited for you. As she said, hi, guys. My name is Alexis Campbell, and we are in Mississippi today. That's where I'm based. Um, I have a boutique uh, design agency called Lex Creative Studios, and I'm currently serving as the founding creative director. So pretty much what I do is I help early stage beauty and wellness brands uh, get authentic branding in place and authentic web design so that they can just authentically and organically attract their tribe. And I know that branding is, you know, such a huge buzzword, but I want to kind of take away some of that stigma and some of that intimidation that you hear about the word today. Hopefully I'll be able to do that. So, you know, the main why behind what I do with branding and helping people get authentic brands is so that they can show up as themselves wherever they're promoting their business so that whoever needs them will be able to find them because that's what branding is all about, creating that emotional connection with the people you were designed to serve. Alexis, that is so wonderful. And I want to tell you all this really has made, it made a big difference in my business, you know, Mm. aside from the Mm. fact that I like the way it looked, I mean, she did a fantastic (laughs) job. And I will say, Alexis, that you were so easy to work with. Thank you so much. I really, a friend of mine told me about you and I said, okay, you know, and I kind (laughs) of went and looked at her stuff and I said, I kind of like her, I like her stuff, but you know, sometimes some of us have had, you know, bad experiences in different places, Mm -hmm. but when I met you, you were so organized. You had an onboarding (laughs) process. You asked me the questions, you know, that I need to think about. 
And it's so funny as I went through this process with you, I mean, you were, I always felt that you were with me every step of the way in the process. Oh, that's good. And it was just such a process that sometimes people are intimidated by. Mm-hmm. It made it a very easy process, but it made me think, it made me think into my business. Yes, yes. And that's that's something that a lot of us, you know, kind of neglect to do. And that's why I came up with the rebrand concept is because, you know, you get busy running the business. You get so busy tending to your clients, running your courses and all the things that, you know, you're doing to keep the the clients coming and, you know, pay the bills. <laughs> but you, <laughs> you, you neglect how you're putting yourself out there into the world. Absolutely. And the world is changing. Yes. So, you know, it's how we show up. I'm going to tell you, listen, (laughs) Alexis had me from the, I remember being Alexis in the store. (laughs) Guys with Alexis on the phone, sending her pictures of what, I mean, she had the color. (laughs) She had my colors down. Like, this is what you're going to wear, Barbara. This is what we're going to do. We're going to lighten you up. Cause you know, I was always used to wear those dark colors, you know, coming out of the attorney space. You know, I always had those dark colors and she Mm -hmm. said, no, we're going to brighten you up. And I was in the (laughs) store picking out stuff. She said, yes, that will work. Yes, that will work. Yes, that will. But what was so funny is when I got to the photographer that day, he said, oh yeah, she's, she already told me to call her. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you were just so, so on it, but I want to find out how did you get into the space and how did you start your entrepreneurial journey? You know what? That's a a great segue into my background because now, you know, I still design, but I've been fortunate enough to have some help now. So I take the role of creative director mostly. And that's doing what I did for you when we were on the phone and I'm saying, hey, this is what you need to wear. This is what we're going to do. So I got that all that intel and all that knowledge on how to do that from being a makeup artist. I was actually a professional makeup artist for about 12 years, which is kind of (laughs) crazy because it's kind of a whole nother industry. But um, somehow we're going to tie it together. So I graduated college with a degree in biology and was like, you know what, I'm going to skip med school and (laughs) be an artist. You know, all my friends hyped me up. My family wasn't too excited about it, but um, I just followed what I believed was my God given path. And I landed in New York. I was blessed enough to be signed to an agent and I must have done it about 500 photo shoots over the course of 12 years. And, you know, on those sets and doing those big branding campaigns, you know, I worked with Warby Parker. I worked with Donna Karen. I've done Vogue magazine. I've done a lot of really big things, but I was always a student and always learning and seeing, okay, why did they choose this outfit? Why are we doing these colors? You know, what, how does this fit into the grand scheme of the brand campaign? And I learned everything I know about how to put together a photo shoot, how to, pick the right fonts and color palettes, why this logo will work better than that one. All those things really took a play in me knowing how to do what I do now for clients. So in 2017, I retired from the beauty industry because I got married and relocated. (laughs) Thank you. And I relocated back to Mississippi. And, you know, I was kind of like, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this make sense? I have all this random knowledge about how to, you know, craft brands and websites. I have been doing websites the whole time on the side as well for all my artist friends who couldn't afford a professional web designer. So, you know, I just had all this this knowledge and I'm like, what am I going to do? I knew I didn't want to do makeup in Mississippi. So 
I was led to do branding and design for other small businesses that knew I had this knowledge. They were like, oh, well, you know, you know how to do a logo then, right? And I was like, well, yeah. It was like, can you do my website like yours? Because I still have my website up. And I was like, okay. So I slowly, you know, formed what is now Lex Creative Studios, doing everything that I used to do in the makeup world for small businesses and experts in beauty and wellness now. And I guess they say the rest is history. (laughs) Well, you know what's so funny about that? Isn't it funny how a lot of times we think that things that we're experiencing and learning are random? Yes and, yes. and Alexis, it comes back full circle. And then you think, you know what? I can use that. Yes. I know absolutely. about color. I know about design. <laughs> I, you know, I know how to do that. I was in those places. I mean, you have such a rich background. Mm-hmm. And I, when I look at your pictures, because the person who told me about you initially told me, no, she's a photographer. She, she does own. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I think what happened during the time when we met is I was in the process of moving. Yes, I remember from from Michigan to West Virginia and all all of that stuff in between everybody. Mm -hmm. But I I told Alexis as she came on this morning, I said, honey, I am coming to Mississippi or you come to West Virginia (laughs) or we can go with anything, any places in between. But I have got to have you do pictures. Hey, I do that. I'll come to you. (laughs) They are fabulous. They are absolutely fabulous. I did not realize, Alexis, how important the pictures were. Yes. Until I saw your work. Yes. <laughs> Thank now, you. Yeah. You all go to my website. My website's beautiful. The pictures are nice, but those are not Alexis pictures. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want Alexis pictures. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis pictures are absolute. They are clear, crystal clear. Thank you. The images are beautiful. And I learned early on in my business, Alexis, that everyone cannot capture certain things. Don't have the ability to capture certain things. People think that photographers are photographers are photographers. Yes. That's not, that's not true, is it? It's not true. You know what helps with how I'm able to take pictures of people for them to feel really confident and just love them is that I do that strategy part. You know, you talked about the onboarding where it's like, okay, I'm going to ask you some questions to get to the heart of who you are. And then that's going to allow me to be able to figure out how I need to captivate the, the picture, how I need to capture you. I'm really, really big on, you know, getting the essence of a person. And I think that taps into when I was a makeup artist, you know, I knew that everybody didn't need a whole lot of makeup. Some people like a natural look, some people like a dramatic look. So I think it is a little bit intuitive where I just know what will work for people, what will allow the essence of who they are to shine through. And it's just about if I can't be there directing someone else to, you know, carry out that vision. So photos are incredibly important for your brand. Um, And I work with a lot of women who are like you, Barbara, who are really, you know, professional, come from a corporate background. But what they're finding is they've gotten kind of lost in the imagery. You know, they're not shining through. We think that because you want to look professional, you can't show personality. And that's not true. Exactly. So, you know, (laughs) it was just so funny. Like, so we didn't do, so I was in the process but let me tell you all how cold Alexis is, okay? No, no. So I told you all Alexis was like, she was literally in the actual dress studios with me from afar, okay? Yes, I was yes. taking pictures of things. <laughs> and she was, you know, she we had already decided, she told me what colors we were doing and that type of thing. And then she sent me, do you remember sending me this? She sent me like six, seven, eight different hairstyles. She mm-hmm. asked, asked me, you know, what look are you going for? That type of thing. And she sent me these hairstyles and she said, okay, which, which <laughs> one? 
she helped me look for the hair person. I mean, the whole work. And so then, since I wasn't able to get there or her get here to do the pictures, he looked for a photographer. But it was so funny, yes. like I said earlier, when I got to the studio and he said, oh, yeah, she wanted this and she wanted that. And I just laughed. <laughs> I yes. Yeah, because, you know, we're, we're, we're telling a story. We're creating a vision and everybody needs to be on the same page. It's not just a headshot session. We're trying to bring out who your brand is. So I want to make sure everybody knew the tea. OK, <laughs> and, looks, and, she, and I just laughed and I thought so I was telling her, I said, I am due for pictures. Yes. And, um, <laughs> but this time I'm going to fly into a fly her wherever we need to go so she can do my pictures now. So Alexis, so that really explains to me your eye for beauty. Yes. The whole yes. background with the makeup and the yes. photography explains really your, and then your background, how you capture, you capture color mm -hmm. so well in what you do. But tell us how you actually in the business, we know how you got your start in reference to your experience. Mm -hmm. But what made you think, okay, now I'm going to start my own business and I'm going to be my own boss and I'm going to be an <laughs> entrepreneur. Well, you know what? Like when I was saying I, I had this whole degree in biology and I was like, you know what? It wasn't free. So I got to figure out a way to pay back for it or, you know, honor what I think are some of my God given talents. And it was a struggle. Like I said, you know, my, my, I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. So, you know, they didn't quite understand what I was doing. And even I didn't understand it, you know, to a point. But I, I'm really big on, you know, honoring what's inside of you and what what is being shown through what people need from you, you know, things that you know, that you don't even know, you know, like, I can't tell you how I know why some things work well and other things don't, I think it's just a gift. So I had many years where I, you know, struggled with accepting that I am an entrepreneur. I tried to hold down little jobs or what I call big girl jobs where, <laughs> you know, I had a salary, you know, I actually even worked at a university doing what I do now, which is branding and photography for the university. But I just kept you know, feeling an internal pull that I just can't work for someone. I love the freedom of, you know, my own process. I have such a, a process of bringing out what I want to bring out out of people for their brands. And that restriction, I just don't think I was made <laughs> to work for someone. And I feel like when you know, you know, you know, there is nothing wrong with having a corporate job. And like I said, I wanted that. I, I wanted to be what I used to call normal. But the more and more I honored, you know, the gifts that I thought I had and the freedom that I wanted to operate in them, the more opportunities became available for me. And it was just undeniable. It almost felt, you know, wrong to not help these people in this way through my own business. Wow. You know, that is that is so phenomenal. You know, I think one of the things that, you know, as an entrepreneur, when you have that pull. Mm -hmm. And the freedom that you talk about in order to, in, for you to actually use the gift that's in you, you know, you always have some restrictions when you're working for someone else. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. you may have some freedom, but you have some restriction, but let me tell you ladies, now it costs to be the boss. Oh yes. It costs to be the boss. So <laughs> oh, I want Alexis to talk about as an entrepreneur, because a lot of times, Alexis, the first thing I hear people say is I want to travel. I want freedom. I want to be able to mm. set my own hours, do what I want, when I want to do it. <laughs> and so 
we're going to talk about the cost to be the boss. Alexis, oh, yes. tell us the cost. What oh, does yes. It cost you to be the boss. She is telling you the, the God honest truth. It costs to be the boss for sure. Um, and, you know, sometimes those costs aren't always monetary, but they are monetary for sure. You know, you, you, for me, one of the toughest parts about starting my agency was ironing out the business of design. You know, I knew about the design business. I know how to do design, but I had to really learn that business part. I had to learn about how to, you know, keep my bookkeeping in order, keep all of my um, contractors together, have a process for when I bring on people like Barbara, you know, like I didn't want them to just show up and I'm like, okay, let's figure it out. (laughs) You know, there was so much that you have to learn that, you know, is not necessarily taught to you in any formal institution. You know, there's a lot of things I had to hire a coach, you know, a lot of things that you have to invest in before you ever see a return. So I know it looks cute on the internet with your laptop on the beach, but you know, you won't see that for a while, (laughs) just being honest with you. And you know, the things that are, um, I would say, an investment are, is, of course, your time. You know, it's not monetary, but it costs. Like, there are a lot of things that I had to miss because I had to invest in my business. I didn't make some weddings. I couldn't go to the restaurant for dinner some nights. Or, you know, I had to pass up on that girl's trip with my sorority sisters because, hey, I need to save some money. <laughs> so there, there are definite investments and sacrifices. Um, but, you know, once you get everything in alignment, you get to a point where you can start to enjoy some of those fruits that you see online. I love that, Alexis. I think you laid that out so well because there is delayed gratification for certain things. Yes. And there are certain things that, you know, even in my my business, you start and you were engaged in. I mean, you're like, you know, you're used to going out with your girlfriends and you're used to, mm-hmm. you know, going on that sorority trip. And, and now mm-hmm. you're saying, okay, I can't go this year. Yes. I, mm-hmm. I can't go this time. I can't, I know we used to go and do that, but I can't do it. I I need some additional time. And that delayed gratification of understanding the big vision Mm -hmm. and understanding I may not be able to go now or spend money here now because I need to invest it in my business, but understanding long-term that there comes a time when I'm going to turn that corner and I'm going to have the freedom then to do some things that I would not normally be able to do. And so thank you for sharing that with us. Now, Alexis, you're a millennial. I am a millennial. Okay. I love this because (laughs) I want, because I know millennials, you know, a lot of times we think that things happen overnight. Yes. Overnight success. Yes. I want you to tell us, Alexis, (laughs) is there such a thing as overnight success? Because we have a lot of stuff out here on the, you know, on social media Mm -hmm. and, you know, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, influencers. Tell mm-hmm. us about overnight success. You know what? I Being a millennial, I consider myself an older millennial. Like I'll be 35 this year. So <laughs> I'm an older millennial, but I get them. They are my people. Um, there is no such thing as overnight success. If you see someone on Instagram that sort of came out of nowhere, I promise you they've been working underground for at least five, 10 years. And just the consistency is what is paying off and what you see as you want to call overnight, like it's definitely not overnight. Um, And, you know, being a millennial, we are innovative. We do like to kind of spice things up and go against the grain. But that is one thing that just is not going to be able to be changed. It's not going to you can't remix the hard work of, you know, trying to pop off or, you know, come up on the scene. It, It takes work. It takes work. It's a consistent effort every day. 
You know, I love that because, and I love millennials because I work with a lot of millennials and I love the creativeness of millennials, the innovation mm-hmm. of millennials. I love the risk factor millennials, that millennials are willing to take risk. And one of the things, Alexis, that helps me stay fresh is to have a group of millennials, you know, that they let me hang out with them every once in a while, right? Yes, and give yes. them some wisdom. But I, I think you make a good point that there are some things you can't replace, like experience. So mm-hmm. take the innovativeness, creativity, the fact that you're able to take, you know, some risk, uh, mm-hmm. you're willing to sleep on the couch so that you could do yes. some things. I absolutely love it. Yes. I love the fact that was that- literally my life. You just named my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I slept on some couches for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love the fact that millennials will collaborate. Yes. They'll get in and they'll, they'll figure out, okay, what can you do? What can I do? Let's put it together. Let's We're very out. scrappy, super scrappy. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. love the scrappiness of that generation. And so, and I think that the, the going forward now and even going forward, that we're going to see millennials and Gen Xers and all the other generations, we're going to see them do entrepreneurship and business at a whole nother level. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. I think yeah. So too. And so, um, and so I just appreciate what, what you're bringing to the table in terms of just understanding those, you know, some of the struggles, what would you say are the biggest lessons you learned though? Mm. As you look back now and you said, you know what? <laughs> If I had told myself this, or if I knew this when I started out, I would have done this probably a little bit differently. What would Mm, that have been? That's great. I love that. Um, I would say, I would say remaining curious and being flexible, you know, being a person who is all about a process and I love organization, you know, I'm, I'm super driven. I can have this intense laser focus. But one thing about entrepreneurship that I've learned is that sometimes you just got to stay flexible. Sometimes things won't be that linear path that you really want it to be. No matter how much planning you've done, no matter how, you know, good the planning looks, some things you just got to roll with the punches. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, being curious, I think, is is a lesson that we all probably have learned. You know, I know a lot about design, but I don't know everything. You know, I don't know everything about branding. So, you know, one thing that I wish I would have known sooner is to keep that community, just just to stay tapped in to my community of other artists and other designers more so that we can, you know, feed off of each other more. I'm at a great place with that now, but if I would have done that, so, you know, done that about three or four years ago, I think that, you know, collaborative pools of education would have like really benefited me. So that those are some lessons I wish I would have known. Those, those, those are absolutely great lessons because I think that those are things and places where you can get easily lost as an entrepreneur because mm-hmm. you are so focused on trying to build the business. You know, you, you got to remember, OK, you're building the business, but listen. Do it. Take it to your community. Get mm-hmm. feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, I don't want to buy steal my stuff. <laughs> right. Have you heard that, Alexis? And what, what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Like, well, it wasn't just stuff if they could steal it. <laughs> exactly. And you know, everyone is is you're so unique, no matter so different. Yeah. Yes. Everyone, everyone has something different. Because I, you know, I share so much because I can tell you what I did a million times and it, it won't ever be how I did it, you know. It, it is. It's like making your mama's macaroni, right? I was just going to say, it's just like getting a good recipe and you're like, hmm, she gets, she told me how to do it. Right. My mind don't. <laughs> That's right. Alexis, you're sitting there thinking, 
I think there's something she left out. She didn't right. tell me. No, it's she gave missing. all of the ingredients. <laughs> but honey, it was in the shake of the hand and the shake yes. of the salt, pepper, and, the, and, the, and the, you know, it was in all those little things that you really have to find your own way mm-hmm. and your own piece. So I want people to recognize that because you have to have a mindset of, of abundance. Yes. As yeah. an entrepreneur. That's good. When you don't have a mindset of abundance, Alexis, where do you think that possibly leads as an entrepreneur? You know what? I think it 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 traps you almost. You kind of feel like you have to take on projects that are that you know aren't good fits for you, and then you end up not doing your best work. You know, wow. I, I know I know we want to serve everyone. A lot of entrepreneurs are givers. You know, we just I think that's what our gifts are rooted in, wanting to share this gift with the world through through a business. But I've learned the hard way that some projects just aren't a good fit. And, you know, you should pass it on to someone else who it is a good fit for. But when you have that scarcity mindset, which I have thank God overcome, but I used to suffer from that a lot, if I'm being honest. But um when you have that mindset, you just take on any little thing and you're like, okay, let me just do this because this is going to be, you know, my rent or this is a check. This, this will be this or this will be that. But if you wait and have that abundance mindset, you can get the perfect project. You know, the, the, the circumstances may not be perfect, but it'll be a better fit for you. Well, I'm telling you, ladies, she just spit out some gold right there. <laughs> you need to go. We need to go back and listen to the podcast and take notes. We're going to move into our section now. I think it's a perfect entree into our section called Let's Take Notes. So ladies, if you haven't been writing it down already, please get your paper, your pen, get your latte, your coffee, and your tea because we're getting ready to take notes. Okay, Alexis, we are back and we're going to take some notes from you. You gave us this wonderful, wonderful dissertation on abundance. And sometimes we take the wrong projects Mm -hmm. because we're thinking I need to pay my rent. We take the wrong projects. And that's really kind of a rabbit hole that you go down to. And sometimes it's hard to get out. But what it reminds me of is why branding is really important. And so as the ladies are taking notes now, I want you to tell us really what branding is, why is it so important in your business, even in terms of attracting the right client? Mm, Absolutely. Um, Branding in a really, really simple definition is the fusion of visual and non-visual elements to express who this brand really is and what they're all about. Branding is you know, that can be for a company or an entrepreneur or a service-based business. Everybody operating in business is putting out some form of a brand, whether it's intentional or not. So you want to be on the end of it being intentional. So I believe the true purpose of branding is to create an emotional connection with your target audience or your dream clientele. So it's incredibly important, you know, for building a strong base of support for your business, for your products, for your services, and attracting the people who are going to automatically recognize, hey, she is for me. Hey, he's for me, you know, and that in turn influences your profitability. So, you know, profitability in and of itself, branding isn't going to automatically make you more money, (laughs) 
but what it'll do is it'll better position you to be an industry authority. So that's why good branding is important. You know, the more you appear as an industry authority, the more trust people will have for your brand. And the trust is where the more money comes in. So when we talk about those visual and non-visual elements, you know, everybody wants to hop into the, the pretty visuals. You know, that's the logo, the colors, the fun photo shoots, you know, all the things that I like. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we have to get those non-visuals straight first because that's what's going to influence the visuals. So when I say non-visuals, I mean things like your brand values, you know, values meaning just like you know, if your brand was a human being, what values do you stand for? Um, some of my values, just give you an example, are like meticulousness, laid back luxury. What words do you want to be thought of when they think about your company? That Those are your, your values, um, your mission. You know, what are you all about? Who do you do it for? Your tone, your brand tone. These, this is how you talk to your community. Barbara obviously has a community where, you know, it's kind of laid back and we can say words like the T and, you know, all that stuff. That's your brand, your voice, whether you realize it or not. So knowing those kind of things, those non-visual things you can't see is how we know to, to choose this color, to choose this outfit, the things that you can see. So having clarity on all of those things, making sure the visuals match the non-visuals is how you're going to have a strong brand. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Alexis. I mean, she gave, she brought us the tea, y'all. She really I tried. Did. I tried my I best. Lo- I absolutely <laughs> love that because What I know is this, a lot of times we don't know and what you don't know, you don't know. Mm -hmm. So when people hear, you know, about branding and a colors and sometimes Alexis, and I know I did when I started out, it's like, okay, what colors do I like? You know, but there are certain colors that bring certain emotion, correct? Absolutely. And, you know, if you're trying to target a certain audience, you got to be a little flexible and lean to what colors attract them, not just the ones that you like. So it, it is it, it's, a, it's a little bit of psychology in there, too. So it's it, a lot to think about. Yes, it's about we and we always have to remember, ladies, it's about the customer. So mm-hmm. I remember one of the questions you asked me, Alexis. When, see, I remember all of this. You she do. Said, I'm so impressed. How do you want people to feel? <laughs> mm-hmm. How? Because mm-hmm. she talked about the emotional connection. She said, how do you want people to feel, Barbara, when they come to your website? Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow. That's key. That's key. Tell us why that's key. Because you know what? You're not going to your own website all day. (laughs) So it's not about what you want the website to be about. I mean, of course, I always want people to be happy with their website. But at the end of the day, it's about who's visiting the house. The online house is what I call your website. So, you know, being able to make them feel a certain way is going to allow them to to just connect with you. Um, Someone, I think it's Seth Godin, he always talks about your 1,000 true fans. That's really all you need. You don't need to have a... (laughs) You don't need a million followers or a lot of visitors, but if you can curate an experience for your thousand true fans, then, you know, your website is speaking to them in a deep place. So it's not just about who has the lowest cost. It's a, it's about, no, I connected emotionally with Barbara's website. Okay. Now you said a, a million dollars worth of things in there. <laughs> you mentioned cost. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it's not about so many, so much the numbers. You can have a hundred thousand people, but what it reminded me of is this notion that I say to people, and I want you to speak into this. People who say, "Well, I serve everybody," mm. and I say, "If you're serving everybody, you're serving nobody." 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Tell me how that plays in branding. So someone comes to you and they say, you know, Alexis, I want you to brand me. And you say, okay, who's your avatar? Who's your market? Who's your customer? And they say, oh, Alexis, I'm Alexis, I'm serving everybody. What is your <laughs> response to that? I do kind of giggle a little bit because I know that's where so many people start. Um, you you are absolutely right. If you're trying to serve everybody, you are serving nobody. It's it's hard to wrap your mind around. And honestly, I think it's kind of rooted in what we spoke about earlier with that abundance mindset. You want to not try to fit everyone's mold because you're leaving out the people that you really, really are supposed to help. Um, people want to feel like what you have is just for them. That's a part of that emotional connection. You know, if I say I help all barbers do these amazing cuts, it's not as powerful if I say I help barber barbers, you know, hair barbers in Mississippi do my signature cut that's this way. You know, I'm going to attract the people that want to know about that signature cut and you'll end up being more profitable because you're doing a specific thing. You know, there's the reason general physicians don't earn as much as specialty. You know, you, you pay more to see the cardiologist than you do to see the regular doctor. And, you know, it's just about zoning in on what you can do specifically for someone that's going to make you have a bigger impact and honestly make more money. Absolutely, ladies. So what she's telling you is, don't be the master of all trades, the jack of all trades and the master yes. of none. You really need to hone in. And that piece about the mindset is so key because a lot of times we're thinking, well, I'm leaving money on the table. Yes. But mm-hmm. really you're losing money mm-hmm. and you're only able to charge higher prices as you become the expert in that area, as you become the go-to person in that area, then Absolutely. you're able to charge. So you might have... 80, 90% of the people that you are not, that's not your clientele, but that 10% that is your clientele is willing to pay Mm -hmm. your services. Absolutely. Oh, Alexis, this has been so good. So I want to (laughs) ask, is there anything else that's that's just burning in you for people who are, even even if they're starting out their business or let's say they're seasoned, is there anything Mm -hmm. else that you just, that's burning inside of you that you just want to tell them? Now's the time to tell them. (laughs) Well, you know, I do have a resource that I think will be really helpful. Um, It would be great if you are seasoned, you know, you've been in business for a while or if you're brand new. And it's a quiz to see if you need to rebrand or invest in branding for your business. Um, I know that, like we were saying earlier, we get so busy running the business that we think, oh, it's okay. My logo's okay. My website's okay. You know, you're just focused on your clients. And that's important. But it's a really quick and easy quiz to see if you need to check in and see about work working on your business. So um, it's free. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. I think Barbara will have it there for you. And let me know what you think. Let me know what your findings are. And if you need help with getting a rebrand or getting a new brand in place, I would love to help you. That is wonderful. So we will have that in the show notes. And ladies, I am going to like, as I said, you know, this is the first season of our podcast. And I was very deliberate about the women that I invited onto the podcast. I I invited women who I knew could not just add value, but massive value to you. Alexis is one of those people that I knew could add massive value. So make sure that you go into the show notes. It will be there. You can click on the link and you can go and you can take that quiz and make the assessment 
Ooh, I may need to do some work on my brand. And, and then you will know who to call. We'll have her information and how you can get in touch with her. But Alexis, tell us your website and maybe your social media handles of how people can go see your work and see, you know, how to get in touch with you. Absolutely. So I am, my website is uh, com, And I have the same username on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And that's at Lex Creative Studios. Of course she has the same name because she's well-branded. <laughs> she's <laughs> well, you she's know not what? like she was. When, like when I started out, I had all these different names and Alexis is like, okay, let's get this straight. It's okay. But that's important in terms of how you show up. It is. It is. That consistency is. is like the 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 constant drumbeat of okay, this is the same person all across the boards. But hey, we got you settled. We got you, you settled. Yeah, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, you did. And, and Alexis, I am so so grateful for you being on today. I want you ladies to make sure that you connect with her. I also want you to make sure that you connect in the high capacity woman Facebook group because that's the group where we are in a community of supportive women in terms of growing these high capacity businesses. And let me tell you, ladies, if you're going to be a high capacity business and show up as a high capacity woman, you need to use some high capacity vendors like Alexis and Lex Creative Studios. Okay. So Lexis, thank you for showing up today. I'm getting ready to get my pictures next time I see you. Yes. Yes. It's been a total honor. Thank you so much for having me. And we want to thank you for being a high capacity woman. Hey, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. She leads. She's powerful. She's strong, unforgettable. She knows what she's about and she's building from the inside out.